this is Wicked Spursy. Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and no Dave. Dave. No Dave. Unmoderated I... today. <laughs> How you doing today, Steve? Stave? I'll call you Stave. Stave. Uh, well, that depends on what point of the day you ask me. <laughs> let's oh, let's say any God. anywhere between uh, between five thirty p.m. and now, like one hour ago and now. Uh, dude, that's, that's still a lot of emotions, right? Yeah, (laughs) this has been, well, first off, I don't know when was the last time we even recorded so soon after a game ended, like this feels real. This feels fresh. Oh man, it is fresh. It's as fresh as this beer I just cracked because, uh, I need something to calm my nerves and, uh, right. (laughs) Yeah. And the children are still awake, so I can't be, uh, anything else. Um, that said, uh, uh, how do we want to start this today? We want to uh, we want to talk about your day. Uh, yeah, you know what? About my day? It's been it's been a while, right? We haven't we haven't seen each other in a week. You know, how, yeah, yeah. how have you been, Mike? How how are you know, things? You know, I can tell you that um, I'm a little tuckered out. We had a three versus three charity soccer tournament this weekend, where uh, my son's team lost their first match, drew their second match. Uh, lost their third match, and then won their final two pretty nice. handily. So they increased their goal differential, thinking that was that had put them into the uh, into the finals. But because the tournament had started so late, and it was getting really late for these kids on a school night, they decided that they were going to do uh, the two girls winners versus the two boys winners. So oh. top two versus in the boys bracket, and the top two in the girls' bracket would face off against each other. And lo and behold, the two boys' teams ended up playing each other in the final. Can you imagine that? Who um, knew? Not really fair. However, yeah. it was a good way to do it because it was a charity tournament. Um, here's the kicker, though. The kicker of the whole thing is that um, my son, after the after the director had brought all the kids to get, to get together and told them which teams were in the playoffs came back and told my wife and I that, oh, yeah, we made the playoffs, so we got to play again at 8 p.m. It was 7 p.m. at this time. Oh, no. All in an effort to hang out with his friends (laughs) and stay a little longer. (laughs) So my wife was like, I'm going to go get food. I'll be right back. And then I said, Lucas, what time's your game again? He goes, oh, we're not in the playoff. (laughs) I I forgot to tell you, he says. (laughs) So we got home late on Sunday night, and then last night, of course, was uh, the gala known as Halloween. Ah, um, uh, yes. What a, I mean, it was a perfect night. Um, we were up late again because, you know, now that my kids are older, they get to trick-or-treat a little later. Um, and it was kind of fun. My daughter kind of, you know, did the, the, the new teenage girl thing, uh, like where they mail it in on their costumes and they just uh they just wear an animal an animal like onesie pajamas so my daughter was a fox her friend was like winnie the pooh another friend was like a was like a raccoon you know and (laughs) 
fine. I guess that's a costume. <laughs> um, but you know, days beho- beforehand, I'm like, you don't have a costume, Lily. What are you, what are you doing? She goes, dad, don't worry. I've got this. <laughs> Lucas, on the other hand, was a homemade, homemade costume, man. Uh, he did, uh, the glow stick, stick figure, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. And would he let ma- you take a picture of it for us. Yeah. Yeah. He made that thing homemade and, uh, I couldn't ever catch a good, a good picture of him. It was, it was literally just a blur. I shared that on our, uh, on the extra inch discord too, which is, uh, I thought was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so lots of candy. I did collect, uh, what, what is known. I don't know if you knew this, but, um, I, as you get older, as your kid gets older and they start to realize that you eat their candy every year, um, you can now call that the dad tax. Yes. So the dad tax, uh, is applied to all candy, uh, coming in or going out. Yes. Yes. We had something like that. One of the, uh, one of the houses gave a little candy to Isaac and she was like, you know what? I'm going to put a little extra in for dad. Cause it looks like he's going to need it. Yeah, you'll be taking the candy, and he won't have a he won't have a choice uh, yeah. as he gets older. So it's just the way it is. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's good shit. Yeah, you know, speaking how... of teenagers on Halloween, we almost watched a group of them get hit by a car because they decided that they were going to um, run across the road uh, to go and see their friend who was on the other side. Oh, and mm-hmm. this was seconds after the guy on the other side. Um, looked like he was going to cross, saw the car, decided against it, waved the car on. And as the car started going, all his friends decided that they were going to jump in front and cross over. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I <clears throat> I say stupid fucking teenagers, but you know what? We were stupid fucking teenagers, too. <laughs> Once upon a time. Once upon I, a time. I will say that yesterday was probably one of the most magical moments Um of parenthood for me just so for those of you listening we my son and i we both went as spider-man um you know he was very excited to be spider-man and i just wanted an excuse to be spider-man um because you know (laughs) well well, you know when you've got a beard there's not very many like superheroes with beards so you need something that's going to cover your face completely um and having a mask works wonders for that um but oh my god you should have seen like the look of awe and admiration on his face like to him i was spider-man did he did he know that he didn't know like immediately it was you he knew it was me he knew i was just in a costume but that didn't matter he still thought i was spider-man yeah. and that was like like all night he was clinging to me he was just beaming just this you know bright-eyed wondrous look on his face of you know that only a child who hasn't (laughs) learned that the world is cruel uh can really produce yeah Uh, that that, that's that's what that's what the the occasion is all about when you know the kids are that young and uh and any kind of occasion i think just like getting getting that that look from your kid is just like it's the best it really is and it was his first time going to the houses in the neighborhood too, so uh, that was nice. We made sure that he was nice and polite, said thank you, and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that no, was it. It was a good night. Then we, you know, we only went to a couple because you know he's two; he doesn't need a whole bunch of candy. Um, and then we just sat on our porch and gave away candy to kids together. Um, and he was he was excited for that too. It was it was a great night all around. Were you still dressed as Spider Man? Oh hell yeah! Oh wow, anatomically correct, I'm sure. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, I will uh... say, I will say for for the sake of the children out there, I did need to use uh, a couple layers of compression. <laughs> that's yeah that's probably that's probably the the best idea yeah we discovered that boxers aren't good enough it's got to be things got to be tight down there in in and uh for all of you who don't who haven't seen the photo um i, I i'm gonna urge steve to to post it on uh on our facebook page and, and our instagram um but uh steve was in in true spurs fan fashion he was uh the tom holland spider-man Oh yeah, of course. Not not the not the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, which would have been more appropriate for somebody my age, but gotta give yeah. it to the uh, to the Spurs fan. There you go. There we go. Speaking of Speaking Spurs, of Spurs, holy cow, man! <laughs> uh, do we do we do we even want to talk about uh, Born Mouth? Born Mouth. <laughs> Dude, the commentary today was just all over the place. But it's not just it's not just Born Mouth. Um, we had a midweek game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah, that yeah. wild? We had yeah. three games between recordings. Oh, Jesus Christ, didn't we? Didn't yeah. We? Yeah. Um just goes to show how quickly things can change in a week, right? Yeah, why don't you why don't you go ahead and start us off then? Uh, and you can take this anywhere you want to. Oh, I plan on it. Um <laughs> if for no other reason than to uh spite Dave, who will have to listen to this in editing. Um, he'll be wondering where the hell are you going with this? What's going on? Am I going to have to cut something for once? Um, no. So, you know, champions league match against sporting. That was a, uh, very rough draw. Um, it's, it's so interesting to think about in context of what we just saw literally an hour ago. Um, because, you know, I felt like a draw wasn't good enough. Like that was an incredibly disappointing result. And I felt like it was going to come back and bite us. And it almost did. Um, you know, fortune was on our side for a change. Um, but I mean, look, the thing that, that annoys me the most um, with the last set of games that we've played is this. And I think, you've got some words to say about this too, this sort of like lackadaisical approach that we want to take for most of the game. Like I get that a signature of Conte's tactics is to absorb that pressure and hit on the counter. Um, and at the beginning of the season, when we were defensively solid, I didn't mind as much, but now when every single play we try to make out of the back is like torture, why are we still doing it? Like at some points, you just have to cut your losses and say, I don't have the guys who can play this way with confidence. You know, when Romero's not out there, when Dyer's tired, it's just fucking terrible. Emerson, awful uh, for a series of games. I mean, holy shit. This, this went from being a defense that I felt like, whatever, you know, bring it on teams to, oh my God, if Hugo tries to kick the ball out one more time, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um, it's, I don't know if it's exhaustion. I don't know if it's a lack of confidence, if it's a mentality thing, but holy shit, there has been an awful decline in our, our defensive ability. Um, and I think that feeds to the rest of the team as well because you've got you know the wingbacks are a crucial part of the game 
when they're sitting back defending, they're not supporting us going forward. And then it relies on people like Silky Putin there to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Is there an outlet for him? Maybe. Um, but it, it looks like at times Bentinger is doing it himself. Um, you know, Cade's dropping deep to to see more of the ball. And, you know, I'm just talking broadly over the last three games. It has not been effective. And, you know, at some point, something needs to change. I don't know what more Conte needs to see before he rolls the dice on another guy. And, and this is me prefacing that by saying, I understand that a player like Spence or like Hill is probably going to have their own set of fuck-ups when they come in for their first start. I'm prepared for that. I'm not expecting them to be the Messiah or anything. Um, but what what are they not showing in training that is is making Conte and, and his staff think, you know what, let's keep pushing Emerson there, or let's put Perisic over there and put Sessignon on the other side, or let's swap Sessignon for the right and Perisic for the Like, what the fuck is going on? So, I just, I'm struggling to get it right now. The, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, outside, outside of, uh, like, today's uh, result, I'm, 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 also kind of struggling with um the with the with the lineup with the lineup sheet um with the team sheet um i'm struggling with what we're doing with our with our midfielders um i'm struggling with i'm not struggling so much with the fact that they're starting to show a little bit of rotation but they're showing the rotation in the wrong type of way because they're putting players at a disadvantage because of of where they're placing them. Now I understand that we have <clears throat> our attacking our attacking players are are Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, our attacking players are injured, and uh, and now we have um we have Sonny possibly out for an extended period of time because who the fuck knows how how terrible that concussion was? But there was. I, I don't know if you saw his eyes or if you looked in his eyes. They showed his eyes quite a bit. He, there was nothing there, dude. And uh, I, you know, that's that's kind of the the same shit that you saw. Um, maybe with like a Tua Tagovailoa, um, when when he got when he got um, his concussion, and they allowed him to play on. Uh, he got up and fell over. Sonny definitely needed help. Uh, I don't think they wanted the the optics of that situation happening again. He needed to come out as as soon as as the trainer came out. Um, so I mean, our attacking options are limited. Um, the fact that they didn't start either one of our of our actual right wing backs uh, or right backs um, today in in, in a in a spot where we needed a result, um, it, it, it's pretty telling as to as to where Conte's mind is uh, is made up on. It could, because you can't you can't tell me that wasn't Conte making those decisions. Um, of course, where his mind was made up on Emerson uh, versus Darty. Uh, Darty didn't even see a minute out there today after getting that giant hug a couple weeks ago, right? Um, I I I would have started Darty out there. Um, I think in a game that 
we knew was going to be physical. Doherty, uh, Doherty is the better option in a physical game. Um, in a game that we knew uh, we were going up against a side that presses hard, um, we knew that we were going to have to have somebody who was who was better on the ball uh, than a an Emerson Royale or uh, or a Sessignon, um, especially uh, relying on Sessignon on on that right side where it, the the play seems to flow through. You know, consistently yeah, that's since since Conte came in, uh, you know, Sessegnon doesn't play that side. We know that Perisic can play that side. Why not start them in their positions of strength? Uh, and I understand that putting Dyer over there because because you can't trust Sanchez. Um, I think, uh, to be honest, watching Longley out there and uh, and Bentenker, uh made me a little less stressed because and not to say that Penker had a great game um but I think that I I think that um those guys on the ball when when pressed they're not completely you know press resistant but they are a little bit calmer on the ball longly not like I don't think that guy's ever changed his facial expression until he scored that goal today um but what I think what our big problem is is that midfield and the fact that we have three defensive-minded and or holding midfielders um, that are being asked to be progressive players, uh, I think that's kind of hurting us. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I and think, that was... I think Basuma is good. Like, I, I think Basuma was good in spots. Um I just think I just think the constant in the past few games, especially Bournemouth, in that first half, the constant recycling of the ball. I don't know if they if they trust even trust their own skills. Um, but you can see that there's there is skill that's there on the attacking on the attacking side. That ball that Hobby put in uh, against Bournemouth, um, what a fucking pass! Um, the fact that Hoiberg is an attacking is an attacking player now. Uh, Apparently he's a, a center forward. <laughs> he's At our, times, yes. He's, he's our he's our goal scorer now. Um, so I, I mean I, I I can't wait for the team to get healthy again to see what what happens here. But you see, for me, looking at players like like Hoybjerg and Benton Kerr, you know they're like they're utility players they should be able to slot in and do the offensive, defensive, ball recycling, ball retention. They should be able to do all that. The concern that I have is that because we're lacking, particularly in those wingback positions often, and honestly, if Sanchez is on the field defensively as well, they're being forced to do way more of the work. Um, it's almost like at times the pair of them are, are like carrying the rest of the team, um, you know, just trying to force something to happen, trying to make up for a silly run, a silly mistake, a lapse in judgment. And they're not immune to to you know mistakes either. You know, Hoybeard makes a couple, um, Bentenker maybe less so. Um, but it's it's not a sustainable system when you've got two talented guys who are responsible for doing the work that should fall on 10 outfield players. Um, you know, you see even Kane drops down in the midfield to try to make something happen, but then who's in advance of him? You know, Sonny right. maybe. Um, but that's about it. You know, the wingbacks aren't often getting up there. Barisic doesn't seem to have the pace really for it. 
Sessignon had like his goal uh, to open the scoring at, at Bournemouth was just a thing of beauty, but that's, that's not a commonality in his play. That's, that's a rare occurrence right now. We need it to be more regular. We need him to I provide mean, more of that, that offensive that's what forward, Perisic but... did under Conte, right? Previously. Exactly. Like, he was a goal scorer because he, but it was also because he's a, he was a converted uh, winger. Right. So, yeah, but all I mean, Parisish lately, his crossing has been good, but that's about the extent of it. You know, he's got the mentality to keep going, which I think was beneficial for us today, but he hasn't really looked threatening against goal. His pace has looked off. His defending hasn't been quite there. Um, and I, I agree with your assessment. I think uh, having some calm, collected players like Benton Kerr and uh, Longley today really do something for for the team right and at the time when i saw that uh Sassignan was the one who was withdrawn uh i was scratching my head because i thought you know he's got the energy he's got the drive for it but it was the mentality that that they were sticking with with uh with perisic and i think that that paid dividends for him today and, but and, <laughs> you know on for, for what it's worth too i think that um and I again, I say for what it's worth, uh, Emerson did inject a little bit of energy in, into the game, and um, that 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 Sessegnon didn't have. And I think it it, it it is that mental aspect too, where um, he was Sessegnon was playing out of position uh, to start the game. They tried to move him into position, and that didn't work either. And I think that you know he wasn't able to mentally overcome um, the the slow start and. Uh, like the rest of the team was, it seems like there must be some sort of the, some sort of crazy shit going on at halftime in that locker room, in the changing room or whatever they want to call it. Um, that 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 injects some sort. Of, like, are they doing like fucking straight up shots of Red Bull and vodka, or what are they? <laughs> what are they doing out there? Because I blamed today. I I don't think we have to talk about any specific game in general because we had those three games. We can we can discuss these 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 issues but i think today um and you know that i was out there um lucas was fucking shit in that first half complete fucking garbage um doing the lucas thing where he it's amazing it's nice you know when he dribbles through fucking three four five guys with his fucking head down and just doesn't look up to find an open man and dribbles into a wall um but my my assessment, I stick with my assessment of Harry Kane in that first half. It was that same Harry Kane that we see over and over and over again in, in, in must-win and must-result games where he just doesn't fucking show up. He didn't do a fucking thing. I mean, Lucas did a lot of things bad, but he was trying to do things. Harry Kane was out there walking around, and, and I don't... And I, and I know I know he wasn't getting service, but I don't buy that excuse anymore. You see, I I was critical of Lucas for screwing around in that first half. I mean, his body language kind of just you know throwing his arms off to the side. It didn't look like somebody who was really interested in playing. No, uh, I, I, but, I agree. But I think the 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 point you have is valid. Something was said at halftime that really clicked them into gear, and you know, same thing with with the Bournemouth game. But the and sporting the, for that for that matter too. That's fair. I but here's the thing that I think is endemic with Spurs right now. It's that they need 
a swift kick at halftime to get them playing. And that is not a sustainable way to approach a season. You know, um, something has got to change. They've got to, to assert themselves more, take control from, from the offset. Um, my heart can't handle these dramatic last minute comebacks. Um, Yours can't. Just... I'm, a, I'm a heavy guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I drink beer and I and I and I love chicken wings and uh, <laughs> Spurs Spurs on top of that is like uh, it, it's like a cocktail for a cardiac arrest, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, I'll tell you what, the, the high from getting that winner today was incredible, but it really shouldn't have been a question to begin with. I mean, this was and I think a lot of the uh, the pundits had even mentioned, you know, on paper, Spurs have the vastly superior team in terms of talent. But you wouldn't have known that watching that first half and even the second half, you know, after we got that equalizer, it looked like we took our foot off the gas a bit. Um, and really, the only reason we got that winner is because Marseille was trying so hard to get one themselves. It just happened to work for us if if Kolasinic had buried that uh, free header at the back, we'd be having a different conversation right now. Uh, yeah. Um, believe it or not, I'm going to agree with Terry Henry. <laughs> I know it's, uh, it's what the, like I, t <laughs> he didn't say this because he's a proper French fucking asshole. Um, but what the fuck was he thinking? All he had to do was redirect the ball literally just get his head on the ball and put it across goal instead of trying to get fancy with it and and put in a a, a, a fucking laser beam header straight into the ground at, at the at the near post all he literally had to do was get it across the front of the goal he had he had nine tenths of that goal to work with and he didn't do it he wanted to have the statement header you know he wanted and, to copy and bemba <laughs> That's right, what it yeah, was. Well, and Bemba's header was a little was a little nicer. <laughs> well, yes, for a lot and of I, and I, sure nice nice for him. Uh, I can say that nice for him now because he was he was the one who got sent off in the first game, right? Yeah, and so, I mean, frankly, um, Marseille played. You know, they played when they should have. Spurs turned off, and it was deserved. I, you they, know. they played like they were a team that wasn't going to that was going to get knocked out of Europe if they didn't if they didn't win if they didn't get a result. And they and they played that way for, you know, probably eighty percent of the game. And uh, I, I got to hand it to them. Uh, I don't like these French teams. Uh, I don't like their fans, and I don't like I don't like the way that. Uh, I, I I just don't rate France a, 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 as a league that's good and competitive. And uh, Marseille, um, in for, for that matter, last year uh, Stade Rennes too was a, you know they 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 do show up when they play at home and their fans show up and uh, they have you know flares and fire in the stands and lasers uh, at Perisic on corners. Lasers being pointed at Perisic. Um, yeah, I mean, f fuck their fans, but I, I understand the passion. Um, but fuck their fans for the violence that they cause and, and the, and, and, uh, what I do applaud out of their fans is the shithousery that they tried last night with the, with the fireworks and that kind of stuff. I like that. I like that. I really do. Uh, and if yeah, it's fans, clean. If Spurs fans were doing that, we'd be like, fuck, guys, calm down. But, yeah, that's fucking great. You know, 
for the same yeah. for the same reasons we loved Lamella's shit housing. It's it's the same type of thing, and, and Romero's shit housing. Um, but the violence, the fires, the fighting, like that's just ridiculous. I mean, well, which look, is why that entire end was open, right? Right, and and it happened in know, Montreal. It happened in Montreal with their ultras too. So it's got to be something with the French, no? That's <laughs> certainly an assumption to make, but, but no, you I know, mean, I just that's, that was you, a... you see that in other leagues too. You know, it, 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 I just don't understand that. Like, I'm I'm a passionate person. I get really excited. I, I feel the highs. I feel the lows with the team. Um, but never once have I thought, you know, I'm upset with how my team performed. I am going to go into their property and destroy their bathroom or, you know, set fire to a statue or, you know, or set fire to their field guy in the bar. Like it, you know, that, that doesn't click for me. And I just, I don't, I can't, I won't understand um, how these people get so riled up about what is, it's a game. It's it that at the end of the day, it's, it's not going to change anything. Right. I, um, I mean, you do say you do see in the United States, uh, you don't see the same thing when your team when their their team loses, because, you know, in 2004, New York would have been fucking burned down after, <laughs> you know, if, if these were soccer fans in New York uh, versus Yankees fans who are also giant fucking shit heels. Um, but New York would have burned down in 04 after the Red Sox came back and, and won that series. Um, with American fans, what you do see with American fans that I I still can't contemplate is burning down the city when you win something. Yeah, that's crazy too. Boston burned when when Boston when Boston won that World Series in 04. Um, cars are overturned. Uh, you know, violence happens. I don't I don't understand it. I I understand the celebration that kind of stuff, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, right? and. To to top it all off, I just I saw this quote earlier this week um, from uh, Juninho Pernambucano, uh, former Brazilian player. Uh, you know he's involved in their their politics down there now. I think, um, but he had something along the lines of you know, my brother's a teacher, my sister's a nurse. Like they're actually doing stuff in the world. I'm just a soccer player. I don't like I got nothing. You know, and, and the whole point was, you know, people like to put these guys, these these athletes and whether it's soccer, football, hockey, whatever, cricket, um, they like to put these guys on a pedestal and make them out to be these these, you know, almost heroic figures when at the end of the day, they're just playing a game like they're just there to entertain you. They're not actually changing much in the world um, unless you've got like a really humble player like a Sadio Mane who is actually funneling money to do something good in the world um but by and large they're just you know they're there for entertainment and that's it um and we should be thinking about them thinking about the sport the game as just that entertainment you win great you can feel that elation you lose you know take it on the chin move on to the next one there's no reason for a lot of this success it goes it goes back to uh and and i'm probably going to misquote this but one of my favorite one of my favorite quotes ever uh, was from a baseball player named John Crook, who famously uh, was uh, drinking and smoking cigarettes and cigars in the dugouts uh, base- during during baseball games. Um, big fat guy, first baseman, great mullet, uh, played for the Phillies, amongst other teams, uh, known for being a Philly. Um, he was asked one time, uh, uh, I, I believe it was by a by a parent. Um, 
how can you drink and smoke in the dugout? How can you, you're a role model. And he said, lady, I'm no role model. I'm a ball player. <laughs> and that, and that kind of personifies that, that whole, that the whole thing for me is like, is like this guy's going, you don't have your kids look up to me. Yeah. You know, don't have your kids look up to me. I'm a ball player. I don't do anything but, but entertain. I'm an entertainer. Um, that doesn't mean that you you can be a terrible fucking person because there is a there is a piece of that that you know they are out there and they are they are role models whether they want to be or not and they have to they have to be decent human beings but at the same time these guys are still human beings and they still have vices and they still have ways that they get themselves through their days uh, whether they make millions of dollars or not um but we have to understand as fans, and I think American fans are a little better in that respect. Is you know, um, I I was able to go watch a match with a bunch of Arsenal people, you know, Arsenal fans, Arsenal people, I say, um, and yeah. and, <laughs> and we it, while I did get fucking very very angry at them um, for their ignorance and 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 their smugness, um, I don't I don't hate them. You know, nah, yeah, I get that. I don't hate them. I, I don't hate them as, as people, uh, mostly because that we're, we're also Vermont Green fans. Um, but, you know, I mean. Yeah. You know, I, I got to make one more comment about this Marseille game. Um, what the fuck was up with those announcers today, dude? What? <laughs> I... uh, all right. All right. So the, 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 guy, who's, <laughs> the guy who was doing, um, who was doing the, the play-by-play. um he does a lot of the CONCACAF games, so I'm used to him. But the dude he was paired with for color commentary, I, I just don't under I don't I don't know what he said like a what uh, closer than a turtle's ass hair or some shit. Or <laughs> the, closer than a the, frog's hair. <laughs> closer than a frog's hair. Uh, the the north end of a southern bound horse. Um, a moose against a cobra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So yeah, so I, I I'm used to the I'm used to the dude who does the 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 play by play because he does he does the Concacaf games and he does the a lot of USA soccer games, so you know I hear them I hear him often, um so he works for CBS and uh, I think he I don't know if he does some of the Serie A games too but he's <laughs> um I'm I'm used to that guy and his kind of like. I, th- I don't know if he's Cuban or if he's from Texas um, and he's, but he tries to over pronounce everything. That's why how we got born mouth today and Liverpool, Liverpool and uh, Perisic and uh, Milan. Yeah. Like he, he over pronounces everything. I, I thought he was going to say Kane at one point, uh, which, you know, bordering Dude. on Kanye and uh and that mess but uh oh my god <laughs> it just was listening to it him, was it was definitely entertaining uh, enough in the second half when spurs were playing a little a, a, a little more on the front foot but i was getting so annoyed i i was i was almost one of those people that you see on youtube that punches their tv because they're so upset <laughs> Those guys were getting me more and more upset, and and my my son turned to me at one point and was like, "Dad, stop yelling, relax." I I, I just I I don't think I will ever forget that that exchange between the pair of them, 
where the one guy was like, have you ever seen a hairy frog? And his response was, well, now that you mention it, no, I don't know why I said that. It's like, <laughs> buddy, me too. Yeah, it's oh like he's coming God. up with these Yogi Berra-isms, you know, that, <laughs> but worse, but worse. He's yes. not even trying. And they don't even make sense. They're, it's, uh, I don't know, man. You know what? I think he was probably drinking something at that game. Um, <sighs> and it was just pushing him into into nonsense. And it's, you know, it's got me wondering, Mike, um, since we're here unmoderated and nonsense is the name of the game, um, what you drinking? Oh, hey. I love it when he asked that, Steve. Uh, I, I can't say that I love it more when you say it than Dave because uh, because I think Dave would get a little upset. But well, since... Dave's got that nice velvety quality to his voice. So when he asks you, it feels like you're you're being wrapped in a nice warm blanket. Yeah, Everything's going to be okay has, when Dave asks. He has a good he has a good recording radio voice, doesn't he? He he might tell a, he might have a future in uh like a, another uh Wicked Productions podcast where uh <laughs> Where he just tells bedtime stories or something. I was just thinking that, like, yeah, if Dave yeah, could yeah. do like you know Dave's bedtime stories or something. But I, he's I an educator. That. that just gets that it just makes it creepy. He's an educator, so. <laughs> um, I want so, the complete like history of the world audio book narrated by <laughs> Dave. <laughs> history of the world part one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so today, Steve. Um, I have been drinking. Uh, actually, I have been drinking for the for the match. I've been drinking uh, fluffy by uh, Night Shift, but that's not what we're going to review today. That that sounds uh, to me like a, a drugstore perfume. It is. Uh, it, the, well, the can looks like a drugstore perfume can. Um, it's. It is. It's fluffy like a cloud. It's a nice hazy IPA. Just a single IPA. It's not hurting anyone unless you drink ten of them. Um, <laughs> Which I've only had three, so that's good. All right, you're in the clear for now. Mm-hmm. Down uh, another seven, we'll be in a questionable territory. Yeah, right. I have to be at work in like ten hours. So, <laughs> um, that said, we are doing um, tonight Bellhaven Black Scottish Stout. Um, it says smooth, deep, and distinctive. It's draft brewed in Dunbar, Scotland. This is on nitro. It says draft did, did you brewed. say smooth deep and distinctive yes that that's dave that is dave that is dave maybe dave should be drinking this um we'll have to uh send him out for some we'll we'll get the information we'll send it over to him um and have the uh the research team find a find a can for him to drink you know i i wanted to do this uh at the beginning i i saw this uh a, a while ago and i wanted to to do it for the beginning of the Champions League because I was pulling for Rangers a little bit, um, uh, for no for no reason whatsoever. Um, but I I like the Scottish teams. I like watching sometimes the Scottish league. Um, that said, uh, Bellhaven is a brewery in Scotland, in Dunbar, Scotland. Um, and this is 440 ml, which is 14.9 fluid ounces, which is which is odd to me because the can is bigger than my 16 ounce. <laughs> um, and that might be to make up for the little uh, nitro cracker that they have in there, kind of like Guinness has. Um, 
So I don't know what a Scottish stout is, um, other than maybe it's an English stout or an Irish stout that's brewed in Scotland. But I'm go I'm going to do. I'm gonna ha I'm make a make a sin here. Uh, ooh. I'm gonna put it in my Guinness my Guinness stout glass. Um, is that legal? That's that's what I'm wondering. I might get called out for some shit here. Um, oh, or God, maybe I... maybe we'll just we'll just we'll just run this up to epic shithousery on my part. All right, I was gonna have the uh, not necessarily team. against the Irish or the Scottish because I am Irish. <laughs> I was gonna have the research team uh, look Ooh. into whether or not the Irish were going to uh, come after us for these comments. I love these nitro cans when you open them. You can feel the CO two cracker just open, or not even not CO two cracker, but then it's nitrogen, right? Um, so I'm gonna let that sit for a second. I'm pouring, pouring, pouring. It's pouring very much like a Guinness. From my end, it almost looks like like reddish, like it, almost amber in a way. It pours kind of like one of those drop Guinnesses that you get with the little cracker on the inside. Huh. I've oh. been at Guinness in forever. Oh. That's weird. There is no little cracker inside like the Guinness has. <laughs> Unless you poured it into your drink and you're in for an unpleasant surprise. If that came through that little tiny uh, mouth hole, then we have issues. I smell a lawsuit. The Wicked Spurs, the uh, lawsuit coming up. <laughs> So I'm while I let that uh, settle out, uh, as a stout does, um, I'm I'm gonna go back to. Uh, we don't have a lone freighter. This guy's just disappeared off of my radar here. He's probably embarrassed. Doesn't want to show his face on the internet anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna do a. We've taken him to task. I'm gonna do a couple here because, uh, you know, there are your traditional. You know. 500 ml clear bottle this person uh bought it in denmark uh black Ooh. color large tan head rust roasty aroma with notes of coffee hints of dark chocolate and and woodwork hobby hit, the, hobby hit the woodwork today didn't he he sure did and then he <laughs> punished it late on uh yeah right with an initial hint of fruity acidity fairly smooth mouthful flavor with an o-u-r is medium sweet with notes of dark malts, coffee, chocolate, molasses. Some fruitiness too, but the bitterness is quite moderate. Pretty good stuff. He gives it a 3.79 out of 5. 3 uh, point? Oh, God. Yeah, most of these are like in the 4s and 5s, but this is the one that I really like. Because it's honest. And it's short and to the point. This person gives it a... 1.9 out of 5. <laughs> Heavy, mass-produced flavor. Thick, but not in a good way. More like motor <laughs> oil. More like motor oil than ale. One of the first brews that I've thrown most down the sink. Oh. That, com that comes from a guy called Seven Beers Daily. <laughs> Set oh my god, dude. So if you're seven beers, if you're seven beers deep when you taste this, you're probably in a bad spot. I'm in the middle, so I may I may end up with like. Uh... Yeah, we'll see if uh, if this sways your opinion in any way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do this. This is settled out pretty nicely. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to give a little shout out to my friend Trey here because um, we went to his house in Providence uh, to one time. Uh, we used to make a yearly thing of doing the March Madness basketball, NCAA basketball tournament at the first weekend at his uh, place in Providence. And my friends goofed on me and uh, because I did not make the quote-unquote all-star shrine team in uh, my senior year in high school. Um, there's There's been some jokes about it, but um, while I was in the bathroom, well, the Guinness girls were at this bar we were at um, doing their promotions or whatever, and they were engraving glasses. While I was in the bathroom, they had a glass made for me, and I didn't realize it until we got back. They had given me the glass. But I didn't realize till we got back that it had been engraved, and it says "Poppy Shrine '95," um, which is hilarious. Uh, and uh, I will give a shout out to to Trey and uh, Chad and Justin and and all those guys uh, for that for that lovely glass. I think it's I think it's funny, and I continue to use it to this day. Um, that said, I'm gonna go ahead and give this a sip and see what we get. It looks like a Guinness, honestly. The glass helps with that. All right, he's going in for a second sip. All right, look at off. that lacing. Oh yeah, that is great lacing, right? That that's a stout lacing right there. Um, no bitterness whatsoever. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that person is fucking crazy. Um, there's no bitterness whatsoever. It it tastes like a stout. It drinks like a stout. It's not thick like motor oil, like that person said. Um, Maybe he was just drinking motor oil. That, that could be. Um, Dude, if you're drinking seven beers in a day, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna chalk that out. I like a good Irish stout. I do. Um, I think this this is not as good as as. Uh, I I like it better than Guinness. I'm gonna put it that way. Uh, oh this, god! But this is the not Irish, Irish. Are coming after you. Well, this is. I don't think this is an Irish stout. It's a Scottish stout. Whatever. Let's look that up. Uh, this beer is actually an English stout. <laughs> which 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 I yeah. It says Scottish stout is an English style. Uh, it says Bellhaven Black Scottish Scottish Stout is an English style stout beer brewed by Bellhaven Brewery in in Scotland Dunbar East Lothian Scotland UK. Um, so so uh, it's an English stout. Um, it drinks nice. It's smooth. Um, I could drink a lot of them. It's better than Guinness, but not as good as like uh. I like Murphy's. I prefer Murphy's Irish Stout over Guinness. Um, I don't do a lot of English Stouts, uh, and I know the the English love their Stouts. Uh, it does have that those hints of chocolate. It has the the malty dark coffee. Um, and it is. It, 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 I mean, it's a it's a good Stout. It's 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 a basic good Stout. Um, I'll drink the rest of them. Not tonight, but I will drink the rest of them. Um, let's go with 3.1. Oh, damn it. So close. What'd you say? I said 3.4. 3.4. Oh, so close. So close. 
All right. Um, I guess I got to do a song, huh? Yeah, that'd be nice. And try not to push the Irish off with it. You've already done enough. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Like, uh, because I'm drinking out of the Guinness uh, glass, which is an Irish stout, um, it's brewed in Scotland. Uh, and it's an English stout. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Warp- and it's and it's a and it's Bellhaven Black. So I'm going to go Black Sabbath War Pigs. All right. I can get on board with that. Yeah, you know, because the Irish, the Scottish, the English, they don't ever typically get along, right? Um, please uh, write to Wicked Spursy and uh, and let us know if that's a, a true thing or not. Uh, but uh, in my experience, uh, my uh, my friend's Irish parents always hated the Welsh and the English and didn't care too much for the Scottish, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> the Scottish yeah. don't care much for the Scottish. Miss, Mr. Hart was always, uh, was <laughs> always very, very... Uh, had had some choice words for the for the for the English and and the Welsh the Welsh especially, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. This which is are, been... which are my wife's people. So. <laughs> well, this has um, been. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? That has been. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Yeah. Remind us again. What do we got? Uh, Bellhaven Black Scottish Stout. Three point one. Draft brewed. Not bad. It's a nitro too. We should mention it is, that. It is a nitro, yeah. It, it, it actually t- tastes like a nitro. It's creamy and smooth like a nitro. So it's almost like you're having it on draft at the pub. Oh, not bad. Not bad. That's good weather for it. Right? That nice fall, winter. Get that nice heavy beer in you. Keeps oh, you warm. Oh, I, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, it's almost time for the wee heavies, right? Almost. Almost. <laughs> Another couple weeks. That's right. So uh, I, I think uh, we could probably put the rest. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm calmed down now, so we could put the rest all the all the shit that happened over the week. Uh, we uh, we know we drew with sporting. Um, we had a heart attack against Bournemouth and Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth. Um, a, a team which will be back in the championship next year and will get fucking Burnley back or some shit. Um, and, uh, and then we had the, the fun win today, which wasn't fun for probably most of the game. Um, so we can probably get past all that and look ahead. What you got for us, Steven? Do we, do we have any, any thoughts moving, moving ahead to, uh, to Liverpool? I've got plenty of thoughts moving ahead towards Liverpool, but <laughs> that's um, first. I, I I just want to call attention to a little something that has been knocking around my old noodle for the last few days, and it has to do with our players. It has to do with specifically Conte picking players that don't pass the eye test. Hmm. This may now people may call me crazy. Well, they do call me crazy, and they're going to continue to call me crazy, but I think, no, I know that Conte is putting those players out there as a way to pressure Levy into spending big in January. And the reason that I will give you 
is looking at the last January window. We signed Kulisevsky, we signed Benton Kerr, both of them, first team quality, huge impacts on the squad. And frankly, when they're missing, we're worse for it. Um, we didn't get as much as we needed in the summer. Uh, and so what is Conte doing? He knows the season is long. He knows that there's a, a whole other half after the uh, World Cup. So he is going to apply some early pressure on Levy, show him that some of these players just are not good enough. You know, we'd all love to see Spence out there, but we're not going to see Spence until Levy agrees to get Emerson out the door and give Conte a right wing back that can produce both going forward and defensively. Uh, he, We are not going to see... Um, frankly, Brian Hill or anybody else until we re recognize that Lucas is probably better off being moved on for a replacement. Um, Davidson Sanchez will continue to see time uh, in the center back spot until Levy recognizes that perhaps he needs to take the loss and get us somebody competent back there. Uh, you know, Sanchez had some moments where he's looked like he could potentially offer something, and then he goes back to being dog shit, especially with Emerson next to him. Um, this is a calculated move by Conte. He knows he has all the cards. We've seen rumors popping up that they want to talk about a contract extension over the World Cup. Levy's just holding, uh, or Conte's just holding Levy's balls to the flame and trying to get him to, to pony up the money for the squad that he needs to be competitive and successful. And that's the only reason we're seeing these guys. Um, you know, granted, Brian Hill, he may still go out on loan in January if we get a replacement. Um, but until we get this dead weight out, Conte is going to continue uh, to do whatever he can to show Levy exactly what needs to be changed to be successful. Um and again, you know, we, I talked about how Kulisevsky is the, uh, you know, ace in the hole for after the World Cup, and that's why he's being protected despite his apparent injury. Uh, it's the same <laughs> thing with the rest of the squad, you know. And if you think about it, January is the time to do it. We got two starting 11 quality players in January. The last time we did that, 08-09 season, when we brought back Jermaine Defoe and Robbie Keane. We've never done great business in January. In fact, January has been dog shit for us, but the pressure is now firmly on Spurs leadership to get something done. We will see a much improved squad selection uh, only if Conte gets his way. And frankly, I think he should. I think that uh, he's proved his point. Some of these guys should go play with Delhi in, in Turkey somewhere um and fuck them you know we don't need them anymore let's get some fresh talent in here let's let's appease uh conte coach conte give it give the dude whatever he wants that that's that's what i think you know week by week uh i i, I think dave is right is that your conspiracies are becoming more and more coherent uh <laughs> I, <laughs> um you know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it, that that is a conspiracy. However, um, I think I, I honestly do believe that uh, if if I took what you said, you know, correctly, uh, the way that you intended people to take it, um, 
I think that, um, yeah, our transfer policy come January should be fuck them. That I, I, I think that's uh, that's what we should do. We should fuck them. Uh, we should fuck them all. In fact, uh, in fact, I think that we should uh, go out and spend that giant fucking war chest that we were told we had um, in the summer, and we ended up with Basuma, who's still kind of doesn't get it, but is starting to play a little bit into form. Um, he seems to be the only guy, uh, you know, in the first halves of games or when he's in there who immediately tries to pass forward um, outside of Bentoncourt. Um, uh, then, uh, I mean, we also got Perisic, who's um, proving to be a 600-year-old mummy who can only cross the ball. Um yeah, we got Jed Spence who doesn't play. Um, who else did we? Who else did we get that 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 is uh, um, contributing to the team right now? Long uh, lay, long lay, right? Um, Forster's been what? Long lay is a squad player. Forster's not playing. Uh, Forster doesn't even know. Forster is wearing Galini's baseball cap on the sidelines, and. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is which is weird because Forrester has a giant head, um, and uh, Richarlison is hurt. Um, yeah. So yeah, fuck them. Let's go buy fucking Bastoni and every fucking Italian player that we can. Um, that's that's young and exciting and and uh, can help our help our team. Uh, I still say we need. Uh, I, I still say we need a left back who's not a squad player. Um, a left center back, I should say. We need a right wing back who is not a squad player uh, or a or, or who is trusted to play uh, because obviously Jed Spence is not getting in um, right now. And, and, and then I think that's partly because of his youth and Conte doesn't like uh, playing the youth players uh, Conte's in a weird spot right now because typically when he comes into a club, it's to win now, um, and um, and and I and I think that you know Daniel Levy uh, brought him in with the expectation that um, this point in his career, and I and I and I still believe that they agreed um, on this at this point in his career. It's time to not just build a team to win now, but a build a team that's going to be able to sustain wins in the future and that Conte. And I said that, I said this, I think in our, in our preseason that Conte is not going anywhere. And I believe that Conte, this might be one of his final stops because I think he, in this point of his career, in this point of his life, he, he sees an opportunity to, to, uh, to build a team from, from ground up. And not just guys who can come in and play now, but guys who um, who are going to be young and learn his system and be able to play in his system for many years to come. Um, much like you saw Jurgen Klopp do, much like you saw um, even Pep do. Neither one of those guys were immediately successful. Um, Jurgen Klopp's, you know, not been... Um, not been supported in the last two seasons like he should be, um, given the fact that he's probably one of the best managers in the world, despite us being a crybaby. But um, 
I think that Conte going forward is going to be one of these guys who, um, who, who builds a club from the ground up and, and, uh, outside of Decky, I understand that Decky is a young guy. I don't think he, um, he typically trusts the young guys and it's going to take some time for him to start doing that and get, getting these guys, um, some field time. And so, so get a run out there of some significant minutes You'll see. I think you're going to see that in cup games and that kind of stuff, where you know they play some of these lower level teams. But um, once they get further on in these cup competitions, you're going to see those starters start to work their way back into these into the club. You'll see Fraser Forster, uh, Fraser Forster. <laughs> um, yes, I, I, I used, yeah, I used to call him Foster Forster. Um, but Foster. anyway, either way, uh, you'll you'll see him work into the into the club uh, in the into these games, uh, Lloris is going to need a rest at some point. He's got World Cup. Um, and I think you'll see Jet Spence start to play. I, I think you're going to see Jet Spence uh, in the Nottingham game. Uh, and uh, I think you'll see Brian Heal. Uh, and you might even, well, you might need Harry Kane out there because Sonny is probably injured for the next two to three matches. Um, but it's a, it's going to be a project, and I think Conte signed on knowing that it's going to be a project and that at this point in his career, it's time to to have the project. He's done He's done the come in, fix things now, win now shit. Uh, um, I think Perisic was brought in to mentor Sessegnon. Um, we just need the other pieces. You know, we need to put the other pieces in place. And I think guys like a guy like Bastoni, who's proven young, um, you don't see Pap Papsar playing right now, right? Um, you see him on those team sheets uh, for the for Champions League. You know, that kind of stuff, like, you know, we can bring our youth players up in these cup competitions, but we don't have to use them now in our league and Champions League um, because we have guys who can sufficiently do the job. We got to the next round. We got to the knockout rounds of Champions League. Now uh, the real work begins managing the squad for the cup competitions, for World Cup, for the league. 100%. I know that was a rambling (laughs) bunch ball of nonsense to explain your bullshit conspiracy theory that wasn't actually <laughs> bullshit that wasn't actually bullshit this time uh, this time we'll see yeah. but um but yeah, yeah as we're getting close to uh to time here just i guess quickly touching on uh liverpool i mean not much to say from my perspective it's pretty much two teams in the icu going head to head i mean we've got tons of injuries they've got tons of injuries um we look awful at times and can produce a, a moment of brilliance. They look awful at times and can produce a moment of brilliance. Frankly, this for me is going to be whichever team makes the first mistake is going to be the team that loses. Uh, and I think both teams are going to play specifically to not make that mistake. Um, in the past, we might've seen two attacking forces going head to head. I think We'll probably see some of those flashes, uh, but as soon as things start to get shaky for one team, they're going to withdraw a bit, and then it's going to get real boring, kicking the ball around the box, and you know, 
trying to find that opening that doesn't come. Then we'll have a counterattack that peters out, and then it'll be back to square one. Um, if we get a draw, I wouldn't be disappointed. I'm not really expecting a win, um, to be honest. I, I think a draw is probably what we're what we're in for. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, final thoughts here uh, from me, but um, I think that like moving forward, like a draw, a draw with Liverpool um, is acceptable. Um, I don't know what the match is going to bring now that we have a question mark on Son's back. Definitely, it's a and it's a hard question mark. Um, it's going to be hard to score goals. Uh, you know that said, uh, Klopp is Klopp. Uh, he's a brilliant manager, um, and you know, playing we're playing. We're, it's a home match, right? So um, we don't have to go. We don't have to go to Liverpool um, and play in front of a hostile crowd. Maybe we can get up for it. Um, maybe we can't. We're going to end up playing in a three-five-two probably with Lucas up front with Harry Kane like we did today. Um, hopefully we don't have to have ourselves in a situation where Eric Dyer is playing on the right right side of a, of a center-back trio. Um, and and, and I, I expect Emerson to be playing the wing-back in uh, uh, probably uh, Ivan Perisic playing uh, – well, maybe Ivan Perisic or maybe Sassanian playing on the, on the left side um, – we're not going to see a whole lot of rotation out of the next game, honestly. Um, we'll see Basuma. We might see Skip uh, for Bentancur or Hoiberg. Um, but don't expect a free-flowing, sexy football game against against Liverpool um, going forward. Uh, that all said, um, I think that one of the hallmarks of a good team is finding a way to win games. Um, I don't know that, that Spurs can sustain this, this run of being, you know, 50%, you know, 50% of the game, you know, let's call it what it is. We'll, we'll call them what they are right now, which is 45 minute FC. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just think that we can't sustain this. So one of the hallmarks of a good team is being able to score, find ways to score and win games. And and, and I think that's what Spurs are doing right now. I think they're a good club. I think that they have um, every ability to win top four, top four spot this year. And uh, we're in third place again. Sky's not falling. We're in third spot, taking points where we need to get them. Who gives a shit right now at this point how we get them? Let's get through this, and I'm going to keep saying it, let's get through this holiday season, let's get through this World Cup, and then get Decky, get Richarlison back healthy, get Romero back healthy, um, barring any kind of craziness that happens in the World Cup. I think Spurs are going to be just perfect. We'll go back to scoring goals for fun in the second half of the season. Um and, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Um, so 
that's probably our show for tonight. Um, I know that we all have, uh, Steve and I both have a daddy duty to do tonight. So, um, unfortunately, Dave in here isn't able to join us tonight. But uh, for our final words, uh, Steve, uh, what do you have to say for us? Don't be an asshole. Definitely don't be an asshole. What about you, Mike? What do you got? Um, you know, Lucas had a decent second half after a garbage first half, which makes him just a guy <laughs> who who was out there today. But in the words of Lucas, quite, 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 quite. And, uh, you know, be safe, everyone. You can't figure out how to end the recording, can you? I can't. You couldn't either before, right? I know. that It's hard. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's in there somewhere. They don't make it easy. I'll figure it out at some point. Dave? 